0: Blokes, this is Isaiah Diesel from RHE Podcast. Sorry, I can't really do that accent anymore. I'm trying to impress uh, my friend here. Uh, this is Isaiah Diesel. I'm calling out of South Korea. Uh, RHE Podcast, Respect, Humility, Empathy. Thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, can you tell me where you're calling out of, mate?
1: Uh, we are coming from uh, South London in, Lon- in England.
0: England. <laughs> uh, what do you think about my hat? Uh, I'm wearing it just for you
1: yeah I love it yeah we were just uh having that brief conversation about the show uh the Peaky Blinders so it's uh yeah it's very appropriate
0: let's say that so I went to college with this guy who swear I mean this guy swore he was going to like Oxford because he would come to he would come to school and like a full-on out like if he was like I swear like he was uh, in Britain I mean he had like the full-on out suit and like the pocket watch and the hat and the briefcase and that's cool. Uh, he actually got in trouble because he was brewing uh wine. This is Bible college, mind you. So he was brewing wine in his room and they caught him. So Would funny that not course.
1: like bring him closer to God, you know, like the creating of the wine type thing? Probably.
0: Know. Well, you know, as as Christians, I fully accept that. In fact, you know it's funny, you might just say this. Like today I am just thinking, like how could God possibly be against why whenever like almost everything is fermentable? You know, I was cleaning mm-hmm. out my uh, refrigerator today and there were some t- uh, sweet potatoes and they were it, it, they were been out there for a while and it smelled like they were fermenting. I thought, man, there's like a thousand things, like literally probably like a thousand things you could ferment, you know? Yeah. So, uh, and historically, uh, a lot of Christians and even priests, I've been perfectly okay with uh, drinking and even smoking tobacco. And uh, there's not, re- I mean, if, if you're doing it in moderation, it's not really, uh, it's not really a problem. I mean, wow. I used to be an alcoholic, so I really got to watch myself because I can, I can go in that direction. Do you and- still have a drink? Oh yeah, just- with my wife? Absolutely. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, and I try to tell people this before I wanted to get drunk. Now I don't want to get drunk. I enjoy yeah. the taste. I enjoy the lagers, you know. I enjoy yeah. a few pints. So can you tell me real briefly uh, how you and I met?
1: Yeah, yeah, we, um, yeah, funnily enough. So you you posted on the Facebook uh, group Atheist Republic, uh, just saying, hey, I'm this guy. I'm trying to do this podcast, etc, cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, and yeah, podcast, I'm-
0: podcast, podcast, podcast.
1: Uh, Yeah, and and. Um, yeah, I've been a member of that group for a few years and I'm always just like looking through um, and I just thought yeah why not I'm trying to I do some YouTube stuff as well so and I just thought it'd be a great experience and um, yeah let's have a conversation why yeah.
0: not well first of all <laughs> we did, actually. yeah first of all thank you so much for joining me thank you so much for responding positively I had a lot of people cursing me out and it was yeah. very sad because I mean I wasn't hostile I wasn't trying to attack anyone I wasn't trying to debate anyone I'm just like yeah i just want to have some conversations here so far mm. you're the fifth person you're the last person uh, that i met in there to come onto the podcast but everyone else has come and we've had some really good conversations in fact just mm. a couple of days ago we had a third conversation with one of the guys and then another one of the guys is now like my co-host so yeah. we're just trying to open up dialogue you know what i'm saying and you and i have had some great talks and i really appreciate the time that we've had talking
1: yeah me too definitely
0: it's all everything always sounds better in a british accent so i really don't even want to debate (laughs) you you could probably be totally illogical and you're going to sound better than me in the debate Uh, yeah
1: i mean uh yeah we'll see i'll I'll try i'll do my best anyway i went um i could yeah i'll I'll try and not make the accent too strong anyway
0: (laughs) no no no, i love it i love it uh but i mean you really got to answer this question seriously um Mm. do you really have a british accent in your mind seriously
1: yeah, um, yeah, so, <laughs> I mean, when I find this so funny, so when, you, you hear your own voice in your head, right? Yeah, yeah, of
0: course, yeah, I, I speak so, like um, an American.
1: Yeah, w- with an accent.
0: No, I speak like an American, there's no
1: accent. So, so, this is the thing, to me, you, you have a really, really strong American accent, because you're an American, right, and obviously, like, to you, I have this really strong British accent, but, I mean, I would say, to be honest, like out of most people in the, in the country, I kind of sit like just below London, so I don't. I kind of have that slight London accent, uh, but not really. Um, so I'd say I'm quite normal. It's not like a northern one or anything.
0: So, so here's here's the real, real, real indicator. Do you speak with a British accent when nobody's around you, when you're alone? I mean, I I just speak. <laughs> I was joking. I'm joking. I joking. Uh, yeah? <laughs> I'm just I'm just messing with you. I, I I think the accents are awesome. They're not quite as cool as Aussie accents. But they're pretty cool. Yeah, I don't know. Um,
1: the Aussies are like cousins, anyway, aren't they? Yeah, so yeah,
0: yeah. Are- Actually, you know, before we get started, uh, I want to ask you a few lightning-fast questions called "Friendly Fire." So, if you wouldn't mind answering as quickly as you possibly can, and we're get started. You ready? Let's do it. All right. Top three British bands of all time. Duran Duran is already number one, so you can't say Duran Duran, because that's already number one.
1: Uh, Beatles, Rolling Stones,
0: Led Zeppelin. When you you have your fish and chips, okay, what kind of condiments do you like to put on them?
1: Uh, That's an interesting one. Um, I quite like curry sauce at the moment. Um, On fish and chips? Yeah, so that's like, it's kind of like a northern accompaniment. It's like a, um, it's kind of like a yellow... Curry tasting thick sauce, and mm. you just
0: do the chips. And right. You
1: can have it with gravy
0: as well. Okay, uh, last question. What is your ideal dream vacation? Uh, to what country, and doing doing what at where?
1: Okay, uh, skiing in Austria, one hundred percent. Austria, yeah, S- skiing it's in Austria. It's just, uh, oh yeah. If you've never been skiing before, it's just the best feeling in the world. Just like you're z- zooming around sun
0: shining beautiful mountains actually you know south korea just hosted the 2018 pyeongchang winter olympics they did. So, yeah. so about about two months ago i actually went down and we had like a jesus camp down there and i, I actually skied for the first time it how'd was, you find it? well the first three days was so frustrating i couldn't get my <laughs> my foot in yeah but i was like this close to giving up in fact i was going back and i'm like i cannot do this Mike. i keep falling everyone else is going around but i'm like yeah you know what i don't want to give up so i went up there and and i tried it a few more times and i got it and then yeah it's so much fun it's one of the funnest things i've ever done i want you to tell me how you measure on a scale of one to seven okay on the docking scale and i want you to give me a one minute sales pitch for atheists let's say i'm right on the wall what's your sales pitch to push me off into the atheism realm
1: Okay. Uh, that's an interesting one. I mean, on the Dawkins scale, I'd say I'm probably like a six, six 6.5 in the Whoa. sense that like, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty strong. In, sometimes I'm a 6, sometimes I'm a 6.5. Um, in the sense, that obviously, nobody, I can't prove, I can't disprove, so I can't 100% know that it doesn't exist. So that's why I'm on 6.5. I suppose it depends how religious you are so how
0: I'm very religious I'm very religious
1: so I know you're very religious but in in the sense of like so how much um do do these set of guidelines shape your life Mm -hmm. you know what do they potentially restrict you from what views do they potentially give you to hold you know what Mm -hmm. I mean And and this is the issue with with kind of all religions for me really um is that while there are loads and loads of good bits in there and people like to choose them and and that's kind of a lot of the things that they front, there's also a lot of bad parts in there as Mm -hmm. well. And obviously, depending on your lessons, where you're getting your teachings from, um, you can go either way. So you can Mm -hmm. have the polar extreme of, um, you know, anti-abortion, anti-gay, whatever it is, or you can be, you know, just love, uh, you know, love your neighbor, be kind to each other, there's some great lessons there yeah um yeah it's just the others maybe not
0: so much that's an interesting point i will i will say that okay so uh, first of all i would say that religions absolutely changed my life because i was a minister's kid and it's because he had those roles like i swear my mom might as well have just taken me down to the bar herself mm. and just bought me beer because this whole like oh this is the devil's brew and basically i remember like the first time i had sex like i was like oh my god like i was like i'm gonna go to hell man like it really I did, yeah i couldn't even enjoy i thought actually to god honest with you, i thought i was gay um i genuinely feared that i was gay because i had so much of a fear and so much of an anxiety associated with it that it mm. couldn't be enjoyable and so it was not until i started to throw away like the ideas that my parents uh taught me and just try to embrace creating my own morality, I would say, that I was like, just screw it, man, I'll do whatever, man. I mean, at that point, uh, drugs, uh, prostitutes, I mean, you name it, probably I've done it. You know, I'm tattooed. You can see I got tattoos here, head to toe. So I did go down the route because there's like, I think in retrospect, it was I was rebelling against my parents. And you Mm -hmm. could say, I think God's like a, like your ultimate parent, you know, your heavenly father, call him a heavenly father. Uh, I did see a lot of hypocrisy, a lot of judgmentalness inside of Christianity, and that really made me want to have nothing to do with it. And in fact, Mm -hmm. I still see that now, and it makes me want to really not have anything to do with it, because I do see the hate that people put out there. And, and has that, has that been your interaction with me, just for the audience? No,
1: no, not at all, um, no, not at all, you've been, uh, you know, religion aside, you're just a kind gent that's easy to talk to.
0: I'm um, a bloke, I'm a bloke,
1: a bloke, yeah, a mate, a pal, a chap, a chap, <laughs> um, I mean, it's a funny one though, like, uh, yeah, the fact that, um, you know, you're saying about, like, sex and stuff, and mm-hmm. the you know, obviously the, the opinions that were ultimately pushed towards you and that obviously mm-hmm. you know, gave you this negative way of viewing it. Mm-hmm. Um, that's awful to me. I think that's awful. Um, but in the sense that, and I, I find this as, as well, like quite a lot of um, Christians or just religious people in general, they don't necessarily um, adhere to everything that's in there, right? Of course so like, not. You, it's impossible. You're, you're your own Morals, you know, you're you're kind of deciding them for yourself, you know, because
0: yeah,
1: empathetic person. Um, yeah, it's 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 an interesting, and and that's the danger, though, isn't it? Um, they're not. Some people are just going to take it completely literally. Yeah, it's down there, and that's how I'm going to live my life. And then that's ultimately when it starts impacting on everybody else. And
0: so, okay, so you said a couple of things here, and I do want to clarify because whenever I was telling telling you that about my own experience what I'm trying to say in that is that I wish I would have listened to my parents. I wish I wouldn't have really? been an alcoholic. I would, yeah, I wish I wouldn't. I mean, I have a daughter now, you know, I've slept with hundreds of women. Like mm-hmm. I would hate for my daughter to know that fact about me. I would hate that I, I rented women out the same way you'd rent out a, a car or something, you know, that's just the reality of what I did though. In fact, I, you know, was unfaithful to her mother before I was a Christian mm-hmm. and we, we got separated. So, yeah, I I mean, listen to this. So, I was separated from my wife for five years, okay? I came back to South Korea. She got pregnant the night I got here, okay? Mm-hmm. So, because we had officially got separated in, in Korea and not in America, they would not remarry us here in South Korea because they're saying, because of the Geneva Conventions, like, they're saying, when you got officially divorced here, you were divorced in America. So because of the fact you didn't do that paperwork you need to go back and do it now and mind you my wife is pregnant she's like five months uh, pregnant at this point Mm -hmm. so long story short because if she would have been if she would have given birth to the child with when we were not married they give like a really bad title like to the child you know like we'd say like a bastard i mean It's a weird, weird, weird situation. Long story short, we had to fly back to America. And the stress that that put on my wife made her have, I don't know, I really don't even know exactly what it was, but she had had, had, had to have an emergency surgery. And the Mm -hmm. doctor came out and looked me in my eye and he's like, "Uh, yeah, your daughter is not viable right now. And just like clear as day, like, no, like, you might want to sit down for this. Like, he's like, yeah, your daughter's not viable. And uh, if you don't do surgery right now, um, you know, she's probably going to die just like that and so my wife um, she went in for the surgery, and i'm telling you george man i fell to the floor crying like i've never cried before in my life yeah and, it sounds horrific. It sounds yeah horrific. i begged god i begged god i said lord uh please i said please do not take this i said i will happily give my life over. i mean i felt so that she's trying to get in she's trying to break in the door and uh get <laughs> here over here i said i i will happily give my life like I love this baby so much and uh and I know if anything happens to her it's from the mistakes I made not listening to the bible speak of the devil (laughs) speak of the devil and she arrives here she is Uh, the most beautiful okay she made her cameo (laughs) those things had some real life consequences some stuff that I'm still struggling with today and so um I know what my life is, not, not giving two rips if I follow the Bible or not, and I know what it's like following the Bible. And so to be mm-hmm. honest with you, I do accept the Bible as being literal, and I do try to apply it all. But the reality is, that just the brutal reality is, is that it's very hard. There's a lot of stuff you just, your natural inclination is not to do right. Like For me, I have natural inclinations for lust after women and being dishonest and being angry and, and even being racist. You know, I have natural inclinations that I have to keep in check all the time. So
1: while I don't necessarily think uh, prostitution is a great thing, because I don't in general, you don't want uh, people being exploited. Right. But in the same sense, if um, if there's a woman who enjoys mm-hmm. sex and she decides I want to go and have yeah. sex with money and that makes her happy. I don't see an, I don't see an issue with that. And. Um, mm-hmm. And the same thing as well, it's, it's, it's like the whole, um, you know, you were saying about uh, how you'd, you've had sex with lots and lots of people. Yeah. Um, while, yeah, the whole prostitution thing, I'm not, you know, like completely on board mm-hmm. with because, of, because of exploitation. But at the same time, I don't necessarily see having sex with lots of people as being a bad thing. In the sense, as long as you're just two consenting adults mm-hmm. that are having a good time, like what's, what's the issue there?
0: Well, yeah. we'll have to agree to disagree on this point because yeah, I course, know yeah. I know what it's like. I know what it's like to have to be married now after having to do that. And I, if I could go back in time, I would rewind it. And um, yeah, so we'll have to say we'll disagree, agree to disagree on that point, which is fine. This is what this podcast yeah. is for: yeah. that we share ideas. So actually, I, I want to ask you a question: Is any of your family uh, religious at all?
1: uh yeah i have quite a uh my partner's sister is very religious
0: yeah heavily and Christian. what about your parents
1: no no though funnily enough they did send me to <laughs> i went to a, a church of england school uh like from the ages of like five to eleven or something four to eleven um just because the school was was a good school and it was in the catchment area um yeah. And funny enough, I can remember being uh, in assembly every morning. We'd go to assembly and we'd be singing uh, songs about, I don't know, uh, he's got the whole world in his hands and et cetera, et cetera. But anyway, I remember one day I was just like, I'm not doing this. I'm not singing today. Like, I don't don't believe in this. Uh, And they pulled me out after and were like, why aren't you singing? And I was like, because I don't believe in God. Mm -hmm. And I must have been like 10 at this time. Wow. And they said, uh, well, you know, your parents sent you here, so they must want you to believe in God. I was like, okay, and that was the end of that. But um,
0: yeah, I remember whenever I was uh, at at church, and I knew all the songs, I knew all the scriptures, and um, I could I could sing these songs front ways and back ways, anyways. I knew them backwards, you know. Uh, but I had no idea what the actual meaning was. And I remember yeah. sometimes being there at church, and I would see people like crying and singing. I'm like, I have no idea what this is about right here. Like literally you might as well, this might as well be in Chinese. Then when I came to, to Jesus Christ and had an experience and I was able to sing, I remember like the first weeks of being a Christian, I was just putting on this music and just crying my eyes out, understanding these lyrics uh, for the first time in my life. It was an amazing experience. Actually, I just talked to my dad today because now I've been a believer like seven years and it can start to get a little mundane. You know, you I, I, I desire that fire that I have. Remember, I was first a believer, but do you find a lot of Brits are not religious? Because when I was not a believer, I went to the Netherlands. I I, I spent about a month there. And I was so happy to see all these churches with no one in them because uh, I was a secularist. And, and I was yeah. genuinely happy to see uh, churches going out of business. So do you have something similar like that in the UK?
1: Uh, I would say um, that... <sighs> not a great deal like of young people like I don't have many friends who would say that they're religious um I'd say maybe it's a slightly older generational thing but at the same time I, I probably couldn't comment on it because like I say like my my partner's sister is, is is religious all her friends are religious you know she's got a real community with her church mm-hmm. and things um so they're definitely out there uh, but if I had to guess I'd maybe say like 25 percent 30 percent of the country is probably what? religious
0: you Christine. could probably you could probably blame John the Beatles and John Lennon for that, right? Because yeah, they,
1: partially. They, they partially. took
0: <laughs> they took all the lightning out of Jesus. Uh, but well, that
1: was the issue, wasn't it? That they said that they were more pop. He, they said, didn't they? That we're more popular than, than Jesus. Yeah. Uh, and obviously, and then all of the young uh, women that you know you see in the videos, all screaming for them, and instantly yeah. the church are like, oh, you know, women yeah. and sexuality, like, oh. <laughs>
0: I'm not here to debate you and I'm not here to try to convert you because I know something. You what was that?
1: You, I don't think you'd be able to. Oh, I, I,
0: well, be here's, welcome the thing. To try. <laughs> here's the thing. Here, here's the reality is it, it wouldn't matter if I beat you in a debate. It truly wouldn't. It mm. would make absolutely no difference. In fact, if you didn't want to believe in God, it wouldn't even make a difference if he should have improved himself to you. Because you would say, oh, maybe I hallucinated or something this, something that, like, yeah. to me, I mean, to, so to me, to me, it's, you can't, like, there is there is an intellectual side of it, and I do believe I, I have an intellectual side of it, but then there's also just a life-experiencing, life-changing uh, experience, so I can't give that to you, you know what I mean? I can, no, I can, no, I can, no. I can argue with you, I can ration with you, um. But even if I could just flat out right now, prove God to you, that's not something I would want to do. Like, I want you to know that I care about you, that uh, that I want you to see the genuine feeling of affection that I have for you. And you, you know that already from our, our talks. Yeah. Uh, because I think that's the first point. Uh, that's the first starting point. And, uh, you know, hopefully you'll see in time. That's what my, I, I am a missionary here, but I'm like, I'm a really slow missionary. I'm like, before I tell you that Jesus Christ loves you, uh, I want to show you that I love you first. Mm-hmm. And Christians, a lot of Christians are like, yeah, Jesus may love you, but I hate you. <laughs> you know what <laughs> I mean? Like, they yeah, have a lot of hatred. So that's not my brand mm-hmm. of Christianity. That's not, uh, you know, that's not what I preach. But that being said, um, you know, I, I, I'm not here to debate you, but I just generally want to see your side, your perspective on a few things. Yeah, okay, sure. So if you, if you were to just, and mind you, we're we're both going to see this situation just objectively here. Just take a step away from what you believe or I believe, and just say, yeah, "Hey, yeah, so. what is the best side that I find of the other person's um, views?" Okay, what do you, what would you say? Talk to you.
1: I think the big one, and I think the one that kind of um, pulls people over, it it it's a few things really. It's the whole life after death.
0: Uh-huh, uh-huh. So,
1: you know, you you know that you know eventually when you die, as long as you follow these uh, these rules, you're going to heaven. It's going to be fantastic. Uh-huh. I think that's the big one. I think it's the big one for people. Um, I also think it's the sense of kind of you know nobody or personally, I think nobody knows you know we're ants on a floating rock in the uh-huh. middle of the massive uh-huh.
0: universe, right?
1: Uh-huh. And by choosing a religion. That gives, you know, it gives you the idea. I, I know where I am in this world. You yeah, have meaning, purpose. You know what I mean? Yeah,
0: I, yeah.
1: I, I have a place. I'm meant to be here. Yeah. Um, and I think that's that's why it pulls a lot of people in. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's why it, it makes it difficult to... Uh, uh, I'd use the term kind of free, free your mind, but I think that's mm-hmm. kind of maybe a, a little bit rude.
0: No, um, no, no, no. Please, please. I call it liberation. You know, I call so, it liberation. So they're like,
1: they're like, I think it's a really difficult um I, I personally never found it too difficult because i think i can't really remember not believing in not not believing in god no, no right yeah. I, I i personally have never i've never believed in any sort of a god um but i can really appreciate that if you do particularly and, and you're kind of a, a a special case in the sense that you kind of found your you know your your religion later in life or you know mm-hmm. you kind of had up and down mm-hmm. but i think you know if if you're um if, you, if you're a child and you're learning all these things, you know, like you're a sponge, you're taking all in all this different information. Someone tells you, this is the religion that we follow. If that's what you're gonna believe because mm-hmm. you are a kid, it's fair enough. You reach a certain age, it's gonna be very difficult for you. Your brain, it's, it's almost gonna hurt. It's ingrained, You know yeah. what I mean? It's, mm-hmm. it's such a, a huge, mm-hmm. different way of thinking. Um, or you know, I'm, I'm trying to kind of see it from, from somebody else's point of view. Yeah. um so yeah but you know in, in terms of you know the, the the benefits yeah it's a safety net it's a sense of belonging a sense of purpose it's a life after death you know mm-hmm. i can see loads of positives in that sense
0: so i just interviewed a chap but the guy who i said we interviewed three times from the anti-theist group yeah no so, no no his name oh, the is other robert guy, the other robert guy. yeah robert. darrington's my new host um uh, we're we're going on tomorrow actually discuss very similar topics so that guy's been a great guest a great guest so far so uh so that guy his son died right and so he was telling me like look i wish i could believe in god i wish i had this reassurance that uh, i would be reunited with him someday he says but it doesn't really he says like believing in a lie is just escaping reality so i said if that's what you believe and you hold that tight to that, I said, the level of respect I have for you is off the charts because personally, if my daughter died and I didn't believe in God, I would say I I would rather accept a lie than to, to know that this was going to be my last interaction with my daughter. Like I'm just telling you on a personal level that I may be, and I probably am a lot weaker of a person than that guy because he is former military. And so, I just, I said, generally speaking, the level of respect I have for that is, is really off the charts, and, and I don't want to give him any cliches, really, I just wanted to hear from him about, because he, he had mentioned this in another topic, because I was like, I just asked him, like, a theoretical, I was like, well, you know, if your child died, would, would you feel, like, comforted by that, mm-hmm. a belief in God, and he's like, well, actually, my child did die, and so we were able to, to talk, I mean, it's a, bir- I, I cried multiple times, um, on the episode uh, we'll make it available uh, on this link uh, in the description so and maybe that might transition very well to ask you then what are the weakest sides you find of atheism
1: um <laughs> i mean the big one is obviously what if you're wrong, what if you're wrong? God. and funnily enough I, I so i've heard you guys talking about uh, pascal's wager mm-hmm. so i i didn't know what that was so i had a quick look um and actually i kind of got it in the sense that like Yeah, I I get it. Like, you know, why not just, like, follow these little rules? It's a good bet. You never know. Um, So I I suppose the biggest one, yeah, it's, if if you're wrong, it's a big thing to be wrong about. Uh, (laughs) But at the same time, at the same time, I I find it so difficult because there's such a number of religions out there and (laughs) gods. It's like 3,000 gods or something. Yeah. I got about 1,000
0: tattooed on me, so.
1: Which is really cool. But you're a you're a special case in your, in your
0: sense.
1: you like you're not. I don't see you as a typical Christian. You know yeah, I mean?
0: very, very much. You
1: know what I mean? Um, oh, I, don't I mean, love- that, know in a bad or a good way. I just don't see it. No, I don't
0: <laughs> want to be a typical Christian because I was turned into an atheist by Christians out of Bible college. It was actually right in the middle of the Bill Clinton um, sexual scandal thing, and you would hear people, "Oh, I did not have sexual relations with that woman." Mm-hmm. And I was like, with all the internal stuff that I had going on, I'm like, these people would crucify me alive if they knew what was going on in my life, you know? So it mm-hmm. made me like, it made me cower in fear. And I'm like, I mean, I just got worse and worse and worse. I, I I could have sought the professional help that I needed had those people, you know, not been so hurtful and hateful. And I really wish I would have experienced that because it made me hate God and And I just, I hate to say this, but I used to go out of my way to try to commit as much blasphemy as possible. Like, I used to try to sleep with Christian women, you know? I used to say, like, yeah, I used to be like, look, God, look what I just did to this girl. You know, I mean, I was out there. I mean, put it like this. This would give you a sense of where I was mentally. I had it, like, my ultimate fantasy was to wake up one day Mm -hmm. and to, one through ten, break every last commandment, like, in order just mm. to say like f you to god man it the level of hatred i had towards god and myself i it's mean it's funny
1: though because, because even like while doing that you obviously still believed in god yeah. or it appears to me that you still believed in god because you woke up and was like yeah you god i'm gonna do this to yeah. annoy you you know what i mean rather than just like i personally i'd think if you didn't believe in god you'd just be like just gonna do what i want because nothing matters anyway like you know what i mean
0: that is a very valid anyway, point. That's, that's no, an one. and I have had people tell me that I wasn't truly uh, an atheist, and probably maybe that's true. Maybe I was an anti-theist. and I and I think people who are anti-theists, I genuinely believe this. I genuinely believe this is that they actually do know that God exists. Like, it is such a it's it is such a leap. It is such a leap that you have to try to rationalize that everything, billions of billions of galaxies. Billions of stars in these galaxies abruptly just appeared into nothing, and somehow or another, we were able to. Like, even if that did happen, the likelihood of life arising out of that is so ridiculous that some, 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 some scientists, some people have speculated that look, maybe life uh, originated on another planet, and then maybe like we were seated on this planet yep. because we don't, yeah, it's called panspermia, because just statistically speaking, there's not, from the likelihood of of, of life arising and continually reproducing and so on and so forth, the likelihood of that happening, uh, statistically speaking, the sun would have burned out before that reality even happened. So I was trying to convince myself that there wasn't a god because I generally just wanted to do drugs, like, Drugs and drinking. Those are like
1: drugs,
0: are yeah, well, no. <laughs> drugs drinking, woman. Those are like my three food groups. Whenever I was not a believer, but I generally had a vested interest to in, to to say that there was no God. So, so two things wound up causing a very big crack in the ceiling to happen. One is that I was hiking in South Korea, and and for about two or three hours, I was going down and there were these boulders like the size of like small cars and these things just were never ending and i, and I and was I really, rolling past you no i mean i'm just hiking down there's these boulders oh, just,
1: i thought you were like walking down and there's like these boulders just like oh flying. no 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 no,
0: <laughs> no 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 god no uh no the point is is that i said in my mind this is not an argument for god i said in my mind I cannot rationalize that I could imagine one of these boulders popping into existence out of nothing. And yet I'm supposed to believe and I'm supposed to allege that all of these happen and all the stars, all the billions of galaxies out there. And that, again, this is not an argument. It's for Isaiah Perez. I could not hold on to that. So I could not hold on to that belief. So what I, what I was is I would say I considered myself an a deist was I believed in some kind of God that was out there, but like, okay, I'm never going to serve him. Yeah. So so another really big crack in the ceiling happened for me was whenever I went to North Korea, okay? And I was an atheist there, and I saw the oppression of the people there, mm. and I try to analyze this from my worldview, and I said, wait a minute, uh, Kim Jong-un, or Kim Jong-il, actually, his father was in power, but like, he's more evolved from these people than these people. He's using them like you would use cattle. Yeah. And I couldn't logically, and I'm not, again, this is not an argument. I'm telling you what, like, what was yeah, Isaiah no, was comfortable in my own skin. And yeah. because of the fact I couldn't do that, I had to say, okay, literally F you to God. I'm going to do everything I can against you. But then even after that, okay, even after that experience, listen to this. So I may have told you this story, but I got myself into a situation in the Philippines where uh, I had went into the slums and I've given away all my money. And speaking mm-hmm. about prostitution, okay, I'll, I'll just say, it. I went there for sex tourism, okay? The first night I got there, I felt very convicted about what I was doing. So I stopped myself. I went into the, I went into the slums and I eventually paid for one woman to quit her job uh, so she could start a business and take care of her she wind up telling me her whole story, you know, Mm. and so, and I wound up giving away all my property that I had on me, and so, and I gave away all my money, too, so when I went to the airport, they said, you need to pay an exit fee to leave, they wouldn't take my credit card, I asked all the passengers, nobody would help me, and I realized these people really wanted me to miss this flight, man, because I offered them my digital camera, I offered them to give them a hundred extra dollars, because it was like seven dollars, it wasn't even a lot of money, but as I realized I was going to miss that flight, I'm like, all right, I don't want these people to see me. I looked in all my bags. I I knew I didn't have any money in there. I knew I'd given away everything. But as soon as I went and put on my bag, God spoke to me and said, look in your bag one more time. So I unzipped it, and there was one note and one coin that was the exact amount that I needed. So I jumped up, ran, paid the bill, and caught my flight, right? And as I'm sitting there, I'm like, (laughs) I can't believe God just spoke to me right now, but let me ask you a question. Do you think that caused me to give my life over to God, knowing that God existed?
1: Um,
0: no, I mean, it I, didn't.
1: I no, I, mean, I don't know, but I'm, you know, it. Um, if it happens to you, it's a very strong argument. Like I can, this is the thing, I've never had any experience like right, that. And right. in some sense, it would actually be quite enough, like interesting to kind of have that experience. Mm-hmm to then see where what viewpoint i'd kind of come from yeah. whether i was like what the hell was my brain doing or oh my god you know i'm a believer now
0: um well that's the point i'm trying to make to you which is like why i wouldn't try to art win an argument with you because i was pro- i i knew one gazillion percent chance that god existed at that point and it didn't stop me from not doing what i wanted to keep doing i still continue to get prostitutes the reason why I felt bad about it in the Philippines is because those people were really poor. I was able to mentally justify it in my mind in South Korea that, mm-hmm. uh, oh, these people, these women are rich. They're, they're, they're good looking. But when this woman was there crying her eyes out, telling me that uh, she has to do this to support her her, her child, uh, that broke something inside of me. And um, And I'll tell you just a funny story. Not really funny, but my dad i, I called him my dad and i said hey dad uh because he had access to my bank account i said i need you to send some money to this person in the philippines and my dad's like why are you sending money to someone in the philippines and i was like um obviously he didn't want to tell him what i'm doing you know and i'm like uh well my friend is stuck down there and uh, i'm just trying to help him out so he's like oh, all right so he sent it uh i wind up helping her and then she actually wind up trying to extort money out of me later on because she wanted me to keep sending her money. And it's like, I'm gonna tell your dad what you're doing. You know, I'm here. So, yeah, it was a pretty messed up situation. But I did, I did get to help her out. And the truth is, is that I didn't come to Jesus Christ till seven years after that. I forced myself to forget that. So, uh, I know, I don't know, I don't know why. If God would have killed me instantly after I left there, He would have been totally justified. And if I went to hell totally 1 million percent justified because he proved himself to me and i said i don't give a flying f if you're real or not i'm going to live my life the way i want to live it period Mm. there's nothing i literally said you're wasting your breath on me so don't even so that's just the truth any but i do want to transition for something else um i want to say that and this is not always the case but my experience is that with atheists is that they tend to be more logical and scientific than yeah, i guess religious people because of the fact that in order to reject a religion you need these tools to to reject it whereas if you if you're religious then you could just hold on to oh god's doing stuff and i can't really understand god and this and that so i think that is one of the most appealing sides of atheism i would say maybe number one what do you think yeah i
1: mean it's and, and again i'll i'll try and be as kind of polite as i can be um t- to me personally believing in the idea of a deity god and this isn't how your view it at all you know you're you're saying on your half i can't even fathom um one rock being like misplaced here it's an accident right that's, mm-hmm. that's kind of what you were saying earlier yeah um so the answer must be god right but to me the idea of God almost goes against logic to me. This is why in some I'll sense sure. you... Because in the sense that, okay, so, so obviously nothing is provable. I can't, you can't prove there's Certainly. a God objectively to me. Obviously, you've had mm-hmm. your experiences. Mm-hmm. But objectively, you can't prove there's a God to me, and I can't disprove it to you. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. But there are some things that I can prove. So I can prove, although it's a theory, gravity works because sure. I'm still on the ground, I jump, I go back down, yeah? Um, I, so, personally, I would rather live my life with the, with the proofs, with the ideas you know, that the scientific community um, have, have kind of come together and put together, mm-hmm. rather than basing it on something that, to me, I, I can't see any logic for it. I can understand why we have religion, and personally, um, I, I actually think religion is kind of it's it's more of a uh, a way of controlling people, depending on what geographical location you're from. Mm-hmm. Right. So mm-hmm. personally, I think however many thousands of years ago, some smart people thought, you know, difficult to work out what's going on here. Um, wouldn't it be great? You know, It, it, it to me, I think it's, it's kind of one big long con personally. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a way of controlling people, especially like thousands of years ago where, you know, there's no rules. Nobody knows what's going on. Um, God, you know, we we need to put something in place. That's trying to take. And I actually think in in many cases, religion was probably a good thing, mm-hmm. thousands of because you know, it gave people um, because they in some sense they didn't have that morality back then. Maybe, mm-hmm. but I think as we've come on, um, I don't you know you, you don't need to get your morals from religion. Personally, I and I find that really difficult. The whole. Um, well you know if, if you don't follow uh, this this set of rules when you know why are you not just out you know killing and raping people all the time because i'm not a psychotic person and i'm empath- do you know what i mean it's it's like yeah. empathy mm-hmm. in the name of the podcast alright right.
0: Uh, first of all i, I actually 100% uh, agree with what you just said right now so i do believe it, it is a means of control and that is taken the form different forms uh, throughout history and and just so you know as a non-believer that's the reason why I was getting all of these tattoos of different religions because I was Mm. fascinated why people would go through such lengths to to make these complex stories and it just it boggled my mind you know I went into Palestine I stayed at the mosque for a week went and saw how Buddhists live I mean it's really interesting stuff to me that sounds it. yeah, it was an amazing experience. But but that being said, so it is positively, and this is probably number two, what I'm saying I think I like most about atheism, is if you believe that this is your only life, which apparently you do, and this other chap who who lost a kid, and I said, You definitely have a, a distinct advantage over someone like me, because I believe that I'm gonna have another life with my daughter. So mm-hmm. I'm not, I wouldn't be even halfway. As, as inclined to cherish every last kiss, every last hug, every last moment I have with my daughter, you know? Yeah. So I, in that sense, I positively believe atheists have a, have an advantage, an, an immediate advantage, okay? One. Two is that they generally speak, and this is not always the case, they generally tend to be more healthy than Christians. Most ministers and most Christians I know are obese and i rarely rarely yeah, I rarely America. i rarely see like really physically fit uh christians but i find that atheists tend to put a lot more emphasis on uh, healthy eating and uh, extra out- outdoor activities and such yeah. so, of course that's not a, always the case i'm just saying that's not well, always it's an the interesting
1: case. concept and and in some sense i kind of get what you're saying like it makes sense in the sense that you know you've, you've the idea that you've got one life live in the present uh, you know, treasure your body. Yeah. Carpe you to You know, you want to last as long as you can. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I don't take that myself. I
0: really should. <laughs> but, um, I, I have a philosophical question and I really want you to think long and hard about this. Okay. okay. Why don't Brits put R's at the end of words? Okay. Yeah. It's water. <laughs> okay. um, it's care. It's-
1: it's funny, isn't it's it? It's care.
0: It's care. You got to put so funn- care in it.
1: Funny enough, I I think the kind of the same with Americans. So and how? Oh, um, why do we
0: pronounce ours? You no, don't. No, Americans so, so pronouncing why, ours. Why
1: is it like you have all these different um, changes, right? To to kind of similar words. So like, where we say pavement, you guys are like sidewalk, because you, you you're so. And this is this is a comedy sketch, but basically it says the Americans are so stupid. Well, they have to be told to walk on the side otherwise they won't know what what where to go right um there's other examples of that as well i'll, I'll try and ever think about them so um,
0: yeah <laughs> so let's make a quick transition to uh, america versus brit i've given you all i'm glad people can't read our text man because i've given you a lot of heat for being british and uh, part of that you know i i just want to build up a little bit of friendship and camaraderie obviously i i love people from every country so Anything I've ever said to you has been totally. Oh, I know, energy. man. It's, okay. it's just messing. But um, <laughs> wh- <laughs> I know. Don't don't post those texts. But which wh- what is your what would you say Brits general and obviously we cannot stereotype everybody. But wh- what do you think uh, Brits general perception of Americans are?
1: Uh, honestly, yeah, it's, absolutely. It's, um, loud. Yeah.
0: Uh,
1: overweight uh ignorant it, bible bashers. um i think that's a good four to start with anyway um, ouch you know it, it's it's funny um everybody actually interestingly enough and in, in like the past since trump kind of came in, everybody mm-hmm. seems to be more uh into like american politics because mm-hmm. it's, just, it's just everywhere um we're very similar i think the uk and, and america are very similar countries in the sense that particularly at the moment you have this uh, huge issue of the one percent and the 99 percent everybody having the wealth right but the media particularly and this is this is trump really down to two and boris johnson so it's like there's a really good picture and it's this old white guy right and he's got this plate of cookies in front of him he must have like 20 cookies on his plate yeah and sitting next to him is this black guy and on the right of him is this white, like British construction worker, and the British construction worker has one cookie, right? And he has his hand over his cookies, and he says, "Look, mate, see that foreigner? He's trying to take your cookie." Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. You get what
1: I'm saying here? So this is the. Oh, issue good. So it's all about how generally, like working class, lower middle class people who are struggling at the moment, whether that's pandemic or whatever, um, you're not as struggling as much as you know most minorities ultimately. Right. But the media at the moment, it's painting it out to be. So we've got, so, like, Brexit.
0: Brexit, Brexit. This,
1: this, this, this is a huge thing. So, like, not um, not every person who voted for Brexit is a racist. But you can almost guarantee that every racist voted for Brexit. Mm-hmm. Because if we had... And it's disgusting, really. Our media is is vile in the sense that, you know, you, you pick up the Daily Mail and, you know, uh, let's say... Um, uh, for example, so we can talk about, uh, you know, you guys obviously have, or not, I say you guys, you're not in America at the moment. Uh, right, we're I in Korea. Mass, of mass killings mm-hmm. you know, with, with assault rifles and things. And that'll be, you know, uh, Texan male kills 30, right? If, if somebody of the Islamic faith does it, it'll be Muslim man does blah. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, immigrant Polish person kills two. And so that's where it's always leading from. So it's always like the... Um, funnily enough this is really interesting Uh, recently two days ago i think in this country the own conservative government just put out uh basically a a kind of falsified statement that britain is a model in being like anti-racist we're not a racist country at all according to this this finding um of the tories we are inherently racist over here it's why we have Brexit. It's why that we, you know, there's there's all of these. Um, it's like it's the same with you. It's it's the whole Trumpism. in. They just had, uh, you know, those those um, Asian women were murdered. Right,
0: right.
1: It's the same. It's the same sort of thing. It's 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 quite sad to me in the sense that I just I really, you know, we're we're almost going backwards. Uh, we we had somebody recently. You know, we actually have quite a lot of people still doing the Nazi salute at these in kind Britain. of white. Yeah, in Britain. Yeah, at these kind of white power rallies anti-lockdown wow. rallies, Brexit forward rallies. We're, we're, we really are going backwards. Our immigration policies are, are getting worse. Ultimately, we're kind of, we just had, we had something a few years ago called the Windrush Generation. I don't know if you heard of that. Um, but basically people, um, I think they were Caribbeans that had been living in this country for 50, 60 years, got deported. A few people got deported. They'd lived there for 50 years. And... Um, and then we just produced this thing saying that we're anti-racist. It's mm-hmm. insane to me. So, I yeah, I, I kind of see Britain as kind of America's younger brother following the same path uh, or kind of vice versa. But we're, they're very similar countries. I think America yeah. does it bigger because you're just a bigger country. Um, but, yeah, we're kind of equally immoral, too.
0: So one thing, and, and by the way, please understand, I love all Brits. I love all Scots. I love all Muslims. I have no beef and animosity against people, okay? Gays, transsexuals, whoever. That's not the kind of Christian I am. But I'm telling you, from having met enough Brits, they seem to be really, really anti-American. And and to a huge extent, I'm anti-American as well because I'm not for that anti-immigrant, for the greed. I'm not for any of that. I, I live overseas and... The fact that I can send my daughter to school and not have to worry about her getting shot is one of the biggest reasons why I live in South Korea, okay? So I'm from California. Like, you cannot walk down the street at 4 o'clock in the morning. I'm living in Korea. I could go anywhere I want to at any time of the day, and I don't have to worry about that. So that Mm -hmm. fact alone tells me that Korea is eons, eons, light years past America. Yeah, there's drugs. I mean, there's I've had 10 of my friends murdered, you know, uh, by yeah, guns. Yeah,
1: that's an insane figure to me. It's an,
0: it's an insane, it's an insane. I've had multiple of my friends just shot point blank. One of them, a mother of three, just shot right in the head multiple times. I have found the reason why Brits dislike America. You could agree or disagree with this point, but it's not that they actually are against what they might describe as nationalism or imperialism because the reality is is that there's been very few countries or very few empires who have been as uh i've had such a big empire for such a long amount of time as britain so when i see this and i examine this what their beef is really is is not that america is the one on top it's that it's no longer britain on top (laughs) <laughs> and basically, World War II sealed the fate for the British Empire because, basically, all those uh, you know they just lost so much, so much ground over the last the last hundred years uh, between both both World Wars. And so, to me, it's just it's hypocritical. And I understand because I'm a hypocrite. I'm the biggest hypocrite that I know. I'm very mm-hmm. open about that fact as a believer that I am a hypocrite. But whenever you're a hypocrite, you understand. That hey, this is just something people naturally do. People naturally are naturally just hypocritical. If I do something wrong and I see you do something wrong, I will justify it in my mind and condemn you, mm-hmm. you know, very quickly. So this is something that we're we're capable of doing uh, as Americans, as Christians, as humans. So I don't take, I, I took it so personally when I first got to America and I saw all the Brits, all the Canadians. All the French people bashing America. Because, like, I was very anti American when I got to South Korea. But then after seeing that, I'm like, the justification, like, I understand we do some bad stuff, but your guys' justification, whenever you guys, like, for, for instance, let's take the Iraq War, uh, for example, like, yeah. that whole situation was caused by Britain, you know, carving yeah, up parts out. of uh the middle east and even uh you know hong kong and uh israel like those problems were started uh if you take a look at africa and vietnam like those problems were created because of the french so it's not like how in the heck are you going to blame one country who's been around for 250 years for like all the problems of the world like the french the spanish the brits were doing this for hundreds of years before america was even a country so i in that sense i don't i don't take it personally you know honestly i actually
1: think the majority of people um wouldn't i don't think their reasons for disliking america is anything to do with like that you guys are are, are kind of on top mm-hmm. um i actually think it's more to do with uh i actually think it's more to do with the gun laws because I, I think because we just don't get that at, at all and, and i know i know you're the same um Maybe I maybe like the older generation. I don't know. Maybe people like above, like maybe sixty or seventy, um, might kind of remember this. These de- you know the good old days when Britain used to rule the world, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. I don't think most people are like that. Um, but again, I'm only talking from my own experiences. So I live in a relatively wealthy part of the country. Um, you know, I had an okay education. Um, not everybody does. You know, there's loads of different levels of. of Poverty up and down the country ultimately not everybody gets as decent as education as anyone, everyone else so it just continues that spiral you know mm-hmm. of uh, misunderstanding things um, yeah it's 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 a funny one I do think the big one though it's it's just they go like America guns pick, like kids are getting shot every day I, and you still haven't controlled your gun laws we just don't we just don't get that well i
0: don't get it and I'm American and, and I don't get a lot of things that Christians do you know this anti Muslim um, sentiment, anti-gay. I just don't get it. It's not, I mean, am I against homosexuality? I mean, I'll just be flat on saying that I believe in the realms of the Bible, that it's a sin. Mm -hmm. And I do not believe that that's the best thing for a person to do. I do believe that it's wrong. That being said, man, I was an alcoholic. I was a womanizer before. What footing do I have to, to, to slam someone like that and yeah to, to, well that's the point I have you, can none. I have none.
1: You, you can believe what you want but as long as it doesn't impact on other people's lives and that's sure. fine
0: yeah and i do yeah. believe if you listen to the podcast i do believe they should have the right to marry um i believe that i don't believe that people should be allowed to to use hate speech against them so that's just where i am um i don't think that that's good for society
1: yeah and, and well, i, I keep my thinking, religion
0: yeah i keep my religion and my politics is totally separate so yes I mean, that's a I
1: tough per- thing
0: to do definitely uh not really though because for me i think especially if you take it like a look at the church of england mm. whenever you get the the government involved with the state it's going to ruin it's going to ruin the govern uh the this the the, the, the the church side of it so they're going to use it for control they're going to use it to discriminate against catholics like i don't want to send my daughter to school and have her with the rose You know, with the rosary and using holy water and praying. I don't want. I don't want to deal with that. You know, I'll pray with my daughter at home. We'll read the Bible at home. I just don't want them to use it against me. And I'm sure Mm -hmm. that the Catholic is not going to want my style of prayer in the school. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So it's just it's a conversation. Best not to. You know, like I believe it would hurt Christianity. I mean, take a look at when Jesus. Was taken away into heaven and his disciples were spreading the gospel they were persecuted by the roman empire and yeah. christianity still spread because uh persecution actually makes uh the faith stronger so whenever you have the government and just ordinary everybody's it's like it's like you have to be a christian to, to yeah well it's kind of the things you know? that
1: maybe if they hadn't um hadn't have killed them uh, hadn't hadn't have killed jesus maybe it wouldn't be actually as widespread because I suppose that's kind of like more, you know what I mean? They're almost bringing like shining a light on it kind of thing. Um, Like, oh, we don't want this. So let's get rid of it. And then everyone's like, hang on, what are they doing over there? Um, Oh, actually I kind of, uh, you know, it's, it's an interesting one. (laughs) Um, Yeah. It's, it's, yeah, it's funny. (laughs) I mean, I think like in terms of that though, that's just, um, you know, it's, Especially like thousands of years ago, you know, you're trying to work out what's going on and everything is so like, um, you know, you're, you're trying to make understanding of the world. If you're sure. given that story by someone, I mean, if you don't know much better than hell, yeah,
0: you're going you're gonna to believe it. I want to ask you, what's your opinion on like, do you have Christian friends and how do you think it is that uh, we can as as christians uh, as atheists uh, how can we be friends and not let this one issue like separate us well what's your thoughts on that
1: i think you can have these conversations like obviously we believe in very very different things but Mm -hmm. it goes back to your you know the title of your podcast um i think it depends what type of person you are Mm -hmm. so in the sense of like if if you're a christian who generally just wants to be a kind person respects others we're never going to have a problem as far as i'm concerned like you Mm -hmm. can completely believe in whatever you believe but as long as i kind of i don't deem that to be kind of hateful Mm -hmm. or whatever it is we're never going to have an issue Mm -hmm. Um, So, i suppose in kind of maybe bridging that gap um it might almost be quite useful to kind of have a list of things that we do agree on in the sense that like um, so you could have things uh in relation to i don't know healthcare, education mm-hmm. uh you know what i mean so like we could go yeah we we both believe that everybody has the deserves the right to oh, be educated yeah. um and how oh my god and not educated by a religious sect so yeah. just educated by the state no religion brought into that as far as i'm concerned you go do that on your own time. That's another that's a big, you know, that's a way of yeah, bridging the gap.
0: Absolutely. Well, look, so as far as politically, I'm pretty sure we'd probably agree like 98% of the time politically. Yeah. I, I'm I like almost positive I'm almost positive because I live in South Korea where we have universal health care. So <laughs> I would can't even entertain the kind of stuff that Americans say about British healthcare or uh Socialized mm. out because i live it out every i see it here every single day so it's it's just everybody has access to it you know it's not mm. out of reach for anyone and you're not going to go bankrupt here you know so and it's and it's decent you know like maybe the top one percent in america will get better health care than anyone in south korea or in the uk yeah and maybe. A, lot, a lot of saudi kings and stuff will go over to uh to the uk like if you have a lot of money it's the best health care in the world But your average bloke, your average bloke, your average lassie, your average lad, your average Sheila. uh, So I'm just, I'm trying to be culturally sensitive to you. (laughs) That was
1: that was Aussie that last one, but I
0: (laughs) I know. know. (laughs) But um, but you know that that's the truth. I mean, I'm sure we, if you and I, went out for a locker. A few pints. I'd like that. Yeah, that'd be. Cool. I really would. I, I would love to see. see actually, uh, if you're ever
1: if you're ever in London, uh, give me a message. I'll come meet uh, with
0: you. Without, 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 without question, yeah. uh, you're actually going to owe me a few loggers for that. Uh, that little, that little me help you on all, your yeah, channel. I'll buy the
1: first few rounds. That's cool. <laughs> uh,
0: no, but seriously, um, the whole idea for this podcast started inside of an atheist group that mm. I went there, kind of like to debate some people, you know they a little bit testy and they met at a pizza parlor and we had beer and pizza and we talked for some hours and realized i'm not that much different from this person we have a lot mm-hmm. of same values you know what i mean like i think this is my own personal opinion like i think we have 90 percent in common but everybody focuses on the 10 percent yeah I'd agree and so for me for the podcast I put myself out there. I tell the truth about myself. I talk about my own failures, my own shortcomings. I don't try to act like I have all the answers. And I mm-hmm. think whenever people do that, uh, it can be very dangerous. And I get, I get, da- I get scared of Christians who do that as well. That we have all the answers and we need to force this down on everybody else. I don't believe that way, you know. Mm-hmm. I, I definitely believe that the Bible is the right way, but I do believe that. And if if you're being forced if it's being shoved down your throat it's not legitimate it's not sincere and you're ultimately going to rebel against it the way that i rebelled uh, against my own parents you know so yeah
1: i mean i think the way you're presenting it in the sense of like this is what i believe but you know i yeah i don't have all the answers i think that's the big thing in the sense of like you can present your idea but you're actually open to kind of have that conversation about it Whereas if you're coming, you know, if it's a priest or whatever,
0: yeah.
1: they're going to believe this. Nothing you can say is going to change that. Mm-hmm. So the conversation in that sense is over. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? You can't have that conversation with them. Right. Because there's, right. no, there's no point. Right. Um, And maybe that's why. And, and I suppose, you know, you were talking about kind of the hate that you kind of got from going on the group. Mm-hmm. Um, I can kind of. It's difficult i can kind of understand why you kind of got that hate in the sense that like, oh you know another because
0: okay.
1: there's a lot of christians on that group who are constantly just like throwing scriptures and things on there um i percent, that i'm i'm kind of disappointed that people did kind of respond to it that way but
0: that's, oh it's fine it's fine that's people. i, I gotta um, meet you so i'm very 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 fortunate let's, <laughs> let's let's just play the devil's advocate for for two seconds for me okay so just assume that what i did tell you happened actually happened in my life right Mm -hmm. what do you think on a personal level do you think that that would be that that would somehow make me like more sin or more righteous or more holy or have less sin in my life than anybody else if that really happened to me
1: uh honestly yeah if that really happened to you then i would say uh, i don't know about the sin thing but i'd say arguably you're more holy than someone else because you you've had god speak to you
0: and that's just not true i mean i could tell you i'm probably sin more than your average joe blue christian that's just well, the not, reality it's not just truly
1: in the sense of like living your life as described in the bible but in the sense that like it in some sense and this is this is the difficulty isn't it because in, to, to you you've had that confirmation mm-hmm. you know what i mean uh whereas most people and even a lot of christian or religious people don't have that confirmation so in some sense they're basing it on faith Mm -hmm. right whereas almost you're not basing it on faith you're basing it on your own experience which has Mm -hmm. happened to you Mm -hmm. which is which is true to you obviously so so it, it, it almost makes your belief in kind of some ways slightly easier do you know what i mean because you've had that affirmation Whereas most people, like, you know, they're constantly like, God I won't know. speak to me, et cetera, I et know. cetera. Why won't he show himself to me? Know, and, and if that happened to me, it's like I say, I don't know how I would respond. Um, and in some sense, I kind of think, you know, if, I, if I'm thinking about it logically, I'm not going to be like, okay, you know, let's, let's say uh, God spoke to me after this, mm-hmm. uh, after this call. Realistically, I'm not going to be like, oh, hang on, George, take a step back. Uh, think about it, it can't have happened i'm probably gonna be like damn you know he's real like he spoke to me because i don't i've never had that before and jenny i mean if that happened yeah that'd be a brilliant podcast wouldn't it if in two weeks time i come back like isaiah it happened i'm with you bro let's spread the word
0: <laughs> well i'll just tell you and i'll just tell you it actually kills me i mean i wish i would i would think if it happens to you or someone else that you're gonna have a stronger faith than I've had over the last seven years, because the truth is, I've made a lot of mistakes. I still don't know a lot. I don't pray or read the Bible five hours a day or anything like that. I mean, I'm just an ordinary bloke trying to take care of my family and trying to pay rent most of the time. You know, my yeah. faith is very real. I show my faith uh, in action by loving people, by teaching love and not hatred, and uh, and by doing things like this podcast, trying to teach you, treat you like an equal you know, yeah. I don't care that I've had that experience, I really, I really don't care, the biggest, the biggest difference, the biggest miracle that happened to me is the depression, the suicidal, the, the alcoholism, the womanizing that got me separated in the first place, you know, the fact that I, that he fixed that, that i that I have joy, that I have peace, that I've love in my heart, that I can sleep at night, you know, I used to have insomnia, I used to not be able to sleep at all, so that to me is the biggest miracle, and that's what I would rather talk about, uh, the change that he's made in my life, but
1: you know with that being said uh can i uh, I ask you a question just just briefly do you think if um you continue with these you know you had all these experiences um but let's say that rather than um god appeared to you you went to say some form of support group without any religious connotations attached to it do you think you would uh be in the place you are now or do you think that you had to have that kind of intervention from God to kind of see you on your way or do you think you could just be support from anywhere
0: well I will tell you this because um I actually made a a post trying to get ideas for like a podcast you know um asking people what's the best side of the other person's position just so I can have some ammunition to talk about with Darrington And someone said like, oh, well, you guys think, or you think that you're like something like uh, more righteous or more holy or better. They they said, you think you're better than us, whatever. I'm like, no, I can guarantee I'm not any better. I, I said, that's the reason why I need Jesus Christ. Maybe you're stronger. Maybe you, George, are stronger than me. Maybe atheists are just a lot stronger than me. And I'll be the first to admit that. Maybe I'm just a weak person psychologically. I needed to have some kind of intervention like that. So my family thought I had went absolutely insane because that's kind of something that's not really healthy. You know, um, a lot of people, if you look at some of the posts I've made, a lot of people told me I've had, uh, that I basically, I'm insane. uh, I'm psychotic. uh, And I could just guarantee I wouldn't put myself out there uh, to be ridiculed like that had I not had that experience you know so some people try Mm -hmm. to say like oh maybe you just wanted this or maybe you're you're a liar you know I've been called a liar I'm like if you would know know what I've been subjected to by my own family uh have my own family look at me in my eye and tell me that I'm a liar and uh it's very hurtful you know because yeah I lived I'm sorry
1: sorry to say that
0: I lived my life in, in absolute agony depression that you suicidal that's hard to even understand and um and i had this experience and i don't know i i still don't have all the answers that's the thing
1: well it, go, you know, it goes back doesn't it it goes back to empathy right so those those people kind of commenting those hateful things obviously aren't very empathetic do you know what i mean and, and, i mean granted i'm sure they don't know kind of your situation but that's what it all kind of stems down to right you know you're you're you know, the whole nature versus nurture, you grow up, you, you have these experiences and that shapes kind of the person that you're supposed to be. Right. And so we've had very different experiences. Right. Of course. You know, you know what I mean? Where I've put, and, and I, I'd like to say, you know, I've, I've probably had quite a, a a good upbringing. I had a good life. I have loving parents, you know, um, you know, nothing's, nothing's really gone wrong in my life. So maybe in that sense, like, I don't want to use the word wrong, but you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah you know so so maybe in that sense i've kind of been like you know life life is fine for me so in mm-hmm. maybe you know in, in my brain i don't justify the need for god because i've never had to. Mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. i've never been in these dark places i've never
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know kind of see you were talking about some of the things that you've seen i've never seen any of these things yeah of course um, and it, it obviously just shapes just shapes who you are but it, and it goes back to like you know yeah while we do disagree on 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 various things we also agree on the same lot of things and I think as long as you just have these conversations and you're respectful with each other and you Mm -hmm. kind of try and understand where each person is coming from Mm -hmm. already you're you're just gonna you're just gonna be together and that's the difficulty isn't it it's it's you gotta have the empathy but the entire world really needs to be needs to have more empathy towards each other just towards understanding the different you know it's like we have people um you know refugees coming over to this country and you get people literally, I remember some some young lad drowned crossing France, right? Oh, and right, people right. Were, were putting like, you know, clapping emojis, laughing faces, things like that. And you just think like, you have no idea. Like, honestly, I have no idea, but in the same sense, like, I'm trying to kind of put myself in his shoes, you know, fleeing a war-torn country, you're trying okay. to come across for a better life. You know what I mean? And then mm-hmm. you just have these people who ultimately, you know, so like these people commenting on your, on your post, they probably live in these small bubbles probably nothing has really been that bad for them i'm, I'm making a lot of generalizations here mm-hmm. uh, you know their world view is very small and in the sense that like, i've done some traveling of my own and, and you've obviously done a lot more i actually think travel is a really good yeah way. just opening up your mind to just seeing like other cultures how people live how lucky you are in some sense that you. yeah absolutely the western world you know, with, with money and the ability to travel and go, mm-hmm. and go and see these people living in poverty who they're never going to mm-hmm. leave their town. They don't have the money for these things. Right, right. Um,
0: mm-hmm.
1: Anyway, I'm really spiraling off. But, no, um, no.
0: Yeah. Actually, um, I want to say two things. Um, I'm not sure if we're ever going to get world peace. Uh, I have peace tattooed. Uh, I got a necklace so that of, of, of Chinese tattoo that says peace, love, Truth, righteousness, and, and redemption. The, those are the values that I, and I and I have a, a, a written in Korean on my foot. So I have Chinese and Korean uh, written in love, and a and a peace tattoo on my back, and I have love on my on my other foot. So peace and love are the values that I that I cherish the most. And I would say if we are ever going to have world peace, it would require everybody to live at least six months in another country to. Empathize yeah, with them to get outside of your skin from seeing everything. That I have all the answers and everything. And yeah, as you said, just being more grateful and just seeing just at the end of the day, seeing that we're all we are all genuinely alike. Like, mm-hmm. hey, we might have One of the things I found the most universal is that, and you'll find this out, God willing, when you're maybe you have a lad or last one day, just a child. But yeah every person wants a better life for their child than they have for themselves man that is the most universal thing I've found so I think I'm trying to contribute to that here um and that being said I just really want to thank you for telling me about hey it's not something personal about me I'm being lumped in with the people who I disagree with I disagree more with those people who are hurtful and hateful and uh think that they know all the answers i did i have more of a beef with them than you guys have a beef with them but i understand Mm -hmm. i am being lumped in with them and so i do try to
1: i think everybody's always going to be put into groups you know what i mean whatever it is i'm white you know (laughs) i'm white and i'm british and i'm probably middle class um but that's the issue isn't it but then at the same if you kind of strip it down we're probably like both like humanitarians
0: yeah absolutely you know what i mean so like it's kind of like
1: take away kind of the smaller you know negative ideas of like self self Mm self-worth and what group you fit into and maybe the wider like aspect of kind of what your morals are and where you kind of what direction do you want the world to go in
0: yeah Um, absolutely and with that being said uh george I really positively, positively want to thank you for first of all reaching out to me in the group, coming onto the show for talking to me, listening to me um, as a human, and uh, being a part of my what I'm trying to do here. You know, I have a very small platform and uh, kind of I'm nights love, and
1: weekends. I've loved it, I've loved it. Nights and weekends.
0: This is what I'm doing. Um, that i I want, I want a better world for my daughter. So I really want to thank you for that. And with that being said, we really want to thank you for joining us today at RIT Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe, and we look forward to seeing you at the next episode at Respect, Humility, and Empathy. Thanks a lot.